It is Wednesday, and you know what time it is, beautiful people, best damn nation. Welcome to the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, your player pimp partner, Brian Renegade, and with me, I have the best damn crew. I have Mr. Everything, Victor Andrews. What? 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 Best podcast. Best podcast. It's crazy. <laughs> Showtime. What's good? Man, what's going on, partners? What's happening? Uh, I, I just I was just talking to uh, Mr. Everything offline, and you told me uh, something. You always got a story. You know, you you like the the Undertaker. Like you I'm, always got a good story. I'm the big, with I'm everything. I'm the biggest smalls of wrestling. Listen up, I got a story to tell. <laughs> oh man. You are uh, you are a storyteller and uh, a little bit of a historian uh, and the fact the fact checker uh, of the group. Uh, tell us what you had going on uh, this past weekend, sir. Uh, so this past Monday I had the prestige honor to train under Arn Anderson. Uh, got a chance to work with his son Brock. Uh, he and C.W. Anderson are going to have some tag matches coming up pretty soon. And uh, I love the way I work in a, in a ring and told me I have the demeanor of an Anderson. I, and I hold the name very well. And I was like, if I was if I was to be given that name, it would be like an extreme honor to me. And he said it was an extreme honor to him when it was given to him as well. So on Anderson is really not an Anderson. But still amazing, all is all in his own. Oh man, the legendary Arn Anderson. Uh, he's been doing his thing uh, in AEW. Uh, he, well, he was at one point uh, with Cody, uh, Cody Rose, man, uh, and even his son, uh, trying to really bring him up into the business. Um, so uh, you know, I, how, I, I, how was it training with uh, with Arn, man? Was he was he old school or was he like uh, does he adapt to the newer uh, type of wrestler? He's he's strictly uh, old school. We actually trained with Lodi from WCW from uh, Ravens Flock. Okay. Uh, his his training facility and Arn comes every now and then. Um, check out some of the guys, and he pretty much wanted to see. He really wanted to see CW and Brock work together. Because they have some tag matches coming up pretty soon, right. and um, being that I'm CW's uh, student and head trainer of the school, CW had me go along with him so that way Arn can get a look of me. And uh, he likes he likes the stuff that makes sense. He likes the the fighting ability and the believability of you're in an actual fight. He doesn't right. like all the spots and everything. He said it looks cool, but it doesn't tell a real story. So he he right. like. Like the storytelling and everything else, like it was, it was amazing to sit down and talk to him for a little bit. Um, and I get an opportunity to see him again this coming Monday and do some more things and show him, you know, a little bit more of Mister Everything. So we'll, we'll we'll see what happens after that. Oh, uh, is he is he a, is he a man's man? Is on is on that? Um, is he a man's man? Absolutely, absolutely. Like whoop your ass and then and then drink a beer with you right after yeah. that. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Let, let, I'm gonna kick your ass, and then we're gonna sit down and discuss it and figure out what you did wrong and why you should not go that route another time. So yeah, definitely that kind of guy. 
Oh man, that's that's iconic, man. The legendary uh, Arn Anderson. Uh, I know they had to be good and soaking up a couple of jewels uh, from a legend like that. Um, so look, it's been pretty busy, man. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but there's been some changes to the flows of the show on SmackDown and Monday Night Raw. Uh, Best Damn Nation, uh, please, while we're broadcasting, please feel free to ask any questions. Uh, If it's something that we missed uh, this week or something that you want to bring up, go ahead and leave a little comment uh, down below, uh, and we'll read it live on air for you guys. Uh, Chef, what you think of SmackDown, man? It was, it was well, I, I liked it a lot. I like, you know, it was surprising, very surprising. Okay. Uh, what, what, what were your? Uh, I got my surprises, and we're gonna talk about. It, we're gonna get into it. But what are some things that you really liked about uh, this this new SmackDown under the Triple H regime? I already can see it turning more into the Attitude Era. He's bringing back really? the Attitude Era. Yeah, because you see a lot of crossovers. You see everybody coming from NXT coming there. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a, the Attitude Era point two. Uh, I am excited. I know we talked about it before with uh, a lot of the NXT call-ups and, and new uh, indie wrestlers that are coming into NXT. But I've been watching NXT lately, uh, and they have an invasion of their own. They have the, uh, the British invasion, if you would say, uh, NXT. UK is coming into NXT. They're challenging a lot of the mainstays there. Uh, the regular uh, NXT uh, favorites and, and lovables, they're coming up to main roster and they're really shining on main, main roster. They're putting a lot of uh, work into uh, uh, Bailey and, and Ciampa and EO and um, man, a lot of a lot of my favorites. I mean, even uh, Gunther. It used to be called Walter. I like I like Walter. Walter was a little chubby. Walter looked like he would beat your ass and then eat a burger right after that. Just like <laughs> you know, what I mean, I, I I like the old Walter, but uh, Gunther man, he he is just a uh, I, I love this character. Uh, and and um, somebody mentioned something that the champions have to have a certain level of fear associated with their names in order for their championships uh, to 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 really mean something. Yeah, uh, I want to get you guys' thoughts on that that statement, um, because obviously you have a you know you have babyface characters, right? Uh, some babyface characters can be feared, like a, a Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin was a babyface character a lot uh, during his, his uh, run with Vince McMahon. Uh, that was a double-edged sword, uh, Mister Everything. Do you? think that there should be an air of fear when it comes to uh facing a champion sir uh absolutely um let's take it back to uh you know the era where we had olympians you know what i mean like they were the champions of uh olympia greece uh rome and they had a level of fear where people didn't challenge them or didn't want to and it took someone brave enough or felt like they were strong enough to be able to go in and contend with these individuals. So right. and what makes a champion? Someone who is feared and revered, right? 
So definitely you want to have your champions looked at as maybe I don't want to get in the ring with him, but you know what? I want what he has in order to get what he has as a go through this man. So if I got to go through, you know, like the old saying, if I got to go through God just to get through, get to uh, heaven, then that's yeah. what I'm going to do. Um, what do you think, Chef Showtime? Does, does the champion have to have uh, an air of uh, fear around their name when it comes to, you know, challengers? For instance, let me give you an example. Uh, Roman Reigns now, his name demands respect. Yeah. Uh, and it, when, especially when it comes to a, to a champion, there's a certain level of fear when you face Roman Reigns. Uh, part of it being, are you a bit, are you a big enough star to take the reins, <laughs> take all of the responsibilities that that champion currently has? Can you fill those shoes? Are you a big enough? Uh, not only can you wrestle, but can you uh, fill those shoes as being a representative for the company? Uh, do you do you think there's an air of uh, fear? Yeah, be an air of fear. I think it has to be because honestly how many champions you know right that you can remember that was nobody feared everybody because you know as Daniel Bryan when he was a he was a uh, when he became champion he went crazy he started stumping people's faces into, you know, everybody has to be fair last why I say Liz Morgan nobody fears her at all her run to be over fast I don't it's, want this to be uh, a bash live podcast. <laughs> we've, been, we've been bashing the hell out of live as a champion. Um, I, you know, and I, you need a good baby face. I, I think we've had all kind of questions when they were first, and that and that goes into my question of should the champion be feared? Yeah, you know, uh, or respected. And, you know, respect is is one thing, but fear is no. a completely different thing. Um, Nobody. So, and who fears Liv? Nobody. So she just there for now. <laughs> uh, and you know that's that's the problem, though. You know, for for a lot of people, people do not believe uh, Liv as a champion uh, to be a threat in any way. I think everybody feels like they they can take the belt off of her, and she has some steep competition. Very steep competition. Uh, SmackDown is is becoming a home for powerhouses yeah. uh, and and wrestlers, man. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. I think that the championship and facing the champion should have uh, some fear. You should you should fear that. For instance, you should fear fighting Bobby Lashley. You should yeah. fear fighting a Gunther. You know what I mean? You should fear fighting a Usos if you're a tag team. Bianca Belair de demanded that respect. She doesn't quite have the fear yet, but she has that that respect where people are. I respect your power. I respect your talent. I respect that. People fear going up against Ronda Rousey. Oh yeah, Charlotte Flair. Yeah. Um, and we're gonna get into uh one we're gonna get into Shayna Baszler. Well, well we quick, talked about that on the last podcast, but quick question. So let's let's figure out the meaning of fear though. 
So, because, you know, we could fear someone because of their demeanor and their stature and things like that. But how about the right. fear of of being a failure? So, yeah. I think Shayna Baszler and a Ronda Rousey can have that fear of, if I lose to this woman again, I'm going to look like a failure. I'm going to look like a goof. I'm going to look like a, um, you know, a laughing stock. So, right. I think she has that fear um, in, in, that, in that regard. I think the, the her competitors are like, if I don't take this belt off of her, everything that I'm saying is going to look like I'm just talking. You know what I mean? So right. I think she has that level of fear. It's just different in, in the regard of how we're really thinking about it. Um, and and I, I think you have uh, you have a point on that. Um, I like it. I like a champion that people are are afraid to face. That they know is going to be an uphill battle. Brock Lesnar was that champion. When Brock held the belt hostage, everybody wanted the belt, but they didn't want to face Brock. And they know if they face Brock, and that that Brock is held at the at the top, the top of the mountain, then they would uh, their career would blast off. For instance, Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre beat uh, Brock. Now he hangs that as a as a trophy on his wall. Hey, I beat Brock Lesnar. He even mentioned it on Monday Night Raw. I beat Brock Lesnar. Uh, I'm the man, pretty much. I don't need everybody to help me out to beat Brock one on one. I can beat Brock by myself. Uh, Mister Everything. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about uh, the prestige being brought to? Uh, the subtitles. I, I hate to call them subtitles, but the secondary titles, the Intercontinental title and the U.S. title. Uh, do you feel like the belts are getting uh, the shine that they need? Well, the fact that you don't like calling them subtitles anymore shows that they're actually doing exactly what they need to do. They're actually giving those titles the prestige that they're supposed to have. I mean, for the longest time, everybody compete, wanted to compete for the Intercontinental title. Right, because they it felt like it was um, like right there close to the WWE title. You know, what I mean, it was it was that title. Well, that they were all, almost there. Almost. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like yeah. I'm like, yeah, yes, and just can't yeah, reach. I'm this close. Yeah, <laughs> um, and and that was the title where if you won it, you knew that was your next step. Your right. next step was WWE Championship or World Title or whatever. So. They're doing it. I mean, look at how they're bringing back up the the ones who's held the titles previously, and and how much prestige was behind it. So yeah, they're definitely doing what they're supposed to do as far in that regard. Okay, um, Chef, do you do you like the direction uh, that a champion like Gunther is going with the Intercontinental uh, Championship? Do you do you like the direction that uh, he's going? Uh, or do you think that he needs a little bit more uh, more title matches to be able to solidify his his reign as Intercontinental Champion? Yeah, he need he need more title matches. That's why I like Mr. Bobby Lashley as a as a USA Champion. You know, he gonna put the title up. Gunther's not. He gonna make people jump the hoops. Bobby just want to beat somebody. I like that. Well, you know, this is kind of Gunther's. First run at a at a major title on the show, and that's not to say that he hasn't had the NXT UK title and uh, titles in NXT, but him holding the Intercontinental title really really means something. I, I like 
the direction that he wants to bring to it being a military militant style uh and and being a a real smart champion i don't think he wants to be he's gonna be a fighting champion but i think he wants to be a smart champion and not just throw away uh squander his opportunity because he know he might not get it again you know what i'm saying uh there is a a, a slight uh barrier when it comes to the language thing not to say that he doesn't speak english but you know uh will uh, american fans gravitate to accents because they, they do have a lot of people coming in you know what i mean uh and i don't want to be close-minded about it but you know when people do have a little bit of an accent like a drew uh mcintyre or like a becky lynch sometimes they can have a little bit harder uh time getting over with the fans uh and getting over with management also uh Let's talk about that, man. You know, I don't think that's that's really talked about. Uh, have you ever uh, encountered wrestlers with a with a language barrier, uh, Rosa? You know, uh, have you ever have you ever came across people uh, where you you had a match with somebody, but they spoke a completely different language? Um, I, I've worked everything. I've worked with a couple of luchadors who spoke completely Spanish, mm. and. The crazier thing is there was no translator. So it was more so of like we was calling the match. It was like movements. You know, we had to read each other's body language to understand what we were saying and where we were going as far as that. And a lot of times you just keep it simple. You know, there's no need to go out there and try to do something that you don't even know what he just said. And he's going to do it on you and you don't even know what it is. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and vice versa, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to tell him, yeah, I'm going to do an elbow drop. And I say elbow drop, and he, all he hears is, I do, and then I go out and I go on top rope, and he's in a certain position where he thinks what I said is what he's ready for, and it'd be right. something completely different. So, you know, you always keep it simple. Um, and like I said, you just read body language. And that's why it's so important for a lot of wrestlers when they train to walk and talk a lot of their matches rather than trying to call it all in the back. Um, sorry from opening the, the forbidden door, but you know, it is what it is. Um, right. You know, it's, it's better for them to do that because you can, you can do more if you have that ability. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to limit right. yourself. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's been tough, but it, it's, it's doable. Right. Um, I've I've seen some some language barrier champions like Oscar, uh, where she held the belt for a whole year. Nobody really knew what she was talking about, uh, but the the fact that she interjected uh, some of her uh, home language uh, into uh, you know uh, what she was saying in her promos, it, it really made it interesting because it didn't matter what she was saying. You just knew that nobody was ready for Oscar. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, and so it's interesting to see these these mixing and, and matching of styles now you know uh wrestling has really become a, a gumball of styles uh, is it let me ask you another question uh mr everything is it difficult uh learning new styles with like learning somebody's style uh if you can't speak their language i know you just alluded to that a few minutes ago uh, but how do you learn somebody's what their style is? Even if it, they're, they're a luchador, uh, they might have a, a certain style that they have. How do you how do you mesh styles in the ring if you can't speak the same language as somebody? 
Like, pretty much, um, you just gotta just read the body language. You have to be able to get in a ring. And a lot of times, we, if you know, I mean, things change at the last minute. I can show up knowing I'm gonna wrestle Chef, and then I get to the arena. I was like, oh, well, Chef's not gonna make it. Now you're gonna wrestle Brian. I'm like, all right, who's Brian? And right. he's like, Luchador, he's really good. Da, da, da. Um, he don't speak any English. So, you know, do what you can. And you pretty much get in the ring together and you move around and you kind of survey how somebody works. Uh, you know, the internet is really easy access now. So if I know ahead of time I'm getting in the ring with somebody that does not speak the same language as I do, I look them up on YouTube and kind of see how they move and see like their past matches. But pretty much if you don't have that and you get to an arena, you pretty much, you know, you just gotta grab each other. Grab each other and start doing a couple of things. Like legit, you just gotta go out there and just grab them and say, all right, you know, do a little of this and a little of that and see how he moves with this and tie each other up. And that's why grappling is so, so important. And I tell guys all the time, you know, learn how to grapple because if you learn how to grapple, you know exactly how to get out of something and put your opponent into a certain situation where you don't put yourself in the worst predicament. So uh, I always talk to a show and I'll go out there. I'm like, all right, brother, let's go. Do this, do a little of that, you know, some of this. And then um, by the time they get done, they're like, man, he didn't turn me around and wrap me up and stretch me out like 10 times. I don't know what happened in the first five seconds, but I know I'm on the floor and I can't move and I can't get out. So, right. you know, just learning those type of things, is, it helps a whole lot. Oh, man, it's like, and I think, uh, and that's, it's a, that's a different uh viewpoint on that and i've always wondered how uh wrestlers of different uh nationalities that spoke completely different languages how they actually work together you know what i mean uh and that shows you that anything is possible you know what i'm saying if you every you know what i'm saying if you got to work with somebody and and take a kick to the face and still trust that person and they don't speak the language man they you know miscommunications can be uh even in the ring, if you speak the same language, miscommunications can be uh, detrimental. You know what I'm saying? Depending on you know what happens in the ring. Uh, but that's a that's an interesting take on that. I appreciate you uh, you giving me that uh, that overview. We might have to do a Mister Everything breaks down move, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Mister Everything breaks down the move. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> I'll watch that segment. You know what I'm saying? It'd be something simple, and you it'd be a small move. And then you can just break down how to do the move, how to keep somebody safe. You know what I'm saying? Just, just I, I would love to see that. I think you know that would what? be. I think that would be interesting. Tomorrow, I have training tomorrow, so I can actually put together a video and send it to you. Hey, that'll be dope. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 well, I wonder what move I want to see now. I'm trying to think. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want to see you hit a Canadian destroyer on somebody. Just. <laughs> Those are those moves are banned in in a controlling narrative. Ah, oh, everything is banned. <laughs> oh man, uh, Chef. What's up? Man, uh, it's been a crazy, crazy uh, week of wrestling. Uh, we got to go down to uh, SmackDown, and you know how we do it, man. We got to talk about the hot topics uh, of the week. So um, let's go ahead and get into it, fellas. Uh, I want to talk about we alluded to a little bit Smackdown improvements um, but I want to talk about the return 
um, a, a group who I felt was poorly mistreated. They were brought up to main roster after they had smashed everybody on the roster. Uh, they were the hottest thing running on NXT for a minute. Uh, and then they were brought to main roster SmackDown. I got excited. I felt like a little, a little, a little girl on the inside. I was happy to see this faction in action, and then they strip it away from us. I damn near broke down, crying, but they brought him back. Triple H is playing dividends, Jack, and he brought back one of the hottest factions, even though they are missing one of the main members. And I'm only talking about the great group, Hit Row. Hit Row. If you don't not know the uh, members, they have three members now. They used to be four. Uh, the members are Top Dollar, B-Fab, uh, which is a female wrestler uh, and manager, and then uh, Adonis. Uh, man, I'm excited for this group to be back. It's new blood uh, in the water. Uh, Chef, how do you feel about the group Hit Row being back, even uh, though they do not have uh, Swerve Strickland? Uh, how do you feel about Hit Row being back in the mix on SmackDown. I have mixed feelings with them. <laughs> Damn it, Chef. All right, what, what's, your, what's your feelings? <laughs> I think they be... Top down need to go by himself. <laughs> Leave the group and go by himself. You said Top Dollar need to go by himself? How is he going to leave the group? He just came back. <laughs> you all so, good for trying to break up somebody. <laughs> good power. Always trying to break up somebody. He's a good powerhouse. Because Adonis, yeah. Nah. Do, do okay. So, do you like the dynamic of Hit Row together as a faction? Do you like them? I know you have your individual people, but do you like them together as a faction? Man. Dang, not at all. Where's the love? There will be some, but there's not. Cheese, <laughs> <laughs> Louise, ham and cheese, please, man. Look, uh, Mr. Everything. Yeah. What do you think about the group being back, man? Are you excited? Are you like Chef? Man, I'm happy to see him back, but um, I think it's one thing that we're really not discussing right now that we should. What's that? When they first came to the main roster, they didn't have beef fat. They did not have beef fab. You are correct, sir. So there was a what? They did not so have negotiations going on behind the scenes to bring back not only Hit Row, but to bring beef fab back along with them. Because she did you not the roster. Are correct. I forgot about that. She was pretty much released before they even got there and then Several months later, they got released, and to bring all three of them back, it's going to be interesting. Oh man, I'm I'm excited to see Hero back. Even though they don't have Swerve Strickland, and he's in, he's doing his thing right now uh, as AEW Tag Team Champion with uh, the great Keith Lee. Um, 
even though even though I'm, I'm sad to see that both of those talents are not on WWE roster anymore, that they, they are doing their thing, uh, and they're look like they're at the top of the card, man. Every uh, every rampage, um, but the group hit road, man. Uh, they caught like wildfire the last time. You're right; they did not have uh, B Fab when they moved up to uh, the main roster, um, but. I'm excited to see what they do. I think B B Fab should really move uh, into a uh, a more managerial managerial role. If I'm saying that right, <laughs> uh, I watched her wrestle. I was not impressed, and she does not belong in in the women's division. Uh, <laughs> and I hate this. I hate this sound bad. But you know, hate on some stuff like that. But I got to be a hundred percent honest. She is not ready. Um, well, let's say she wasn't ready. I don't think she's ready now. You, you know, I'm man, listen, I see a cat fight style match between her and, and Bianca Belair. <clears throat> I can see a really good tag match between Hit Row and, and the Street Profits. So it, it could be, it could be very, very interesting, in my opinion. I'm I'm excited to see. I know Top Dollar is a star man. Uh, I like Adonis's uh, style and what he brings. Uh, I would like to see the group stay together. Stop trying to break people up. Chef for LP, y'all be y'all quick, y'all quick. And I'm glad LP. Ain't, I know LP people like that. They about to break up tomorrow. And you know his genie ass is gonna happen. So <laughs> so <laughs> we got we got to keep our tag teams together because we ain't got that many. So I'm happy that. Uh, they got the tag team uh, division. They put them on notice, man. Um, I'm not sure how much of a threat they'll be to the Usos, uh, but I'm excited to see. I think it's going to be some good television, Jack, uh, if I may uh, say so myself. But I'm excited that Hit Row uh, is back. I thought they uh, were prematurely fired for no reason. Uh, damn these budget cuts. Uh, <laughs> it was fired for a reason. They, they, you know, well, we, you know, we'll see, Chef. We'll see. <laughs> Sound like a little, little hate over there. Uh, <laughs> but I, I know for sure, man. Um, I'm excited to see this group, uh, Top Dollar, B Fab, and Adonis, man. Uh, and if you didn't know, now you know. Now you know. Um, also, man. SmackDown was very interesting because they had a contract signing. Now, contract signings can go uh, either one way or the other. This contract signing was very interesting between uh, Liv Morgan, the champion, the females, uh, the SmackDown women's champion, uh, and challenger Shayna Baszler. First of all, uh, did y'all catch the match? Did y'all see everything that happened? All right, I'm going to just lay the groundwork and then I'm going to go into the questioning because uh, this... (laughs) This uh, contract signing was interesting. Uh, they had the table laid out. You know, you're waiting for the people, the contestant to come out. Ronda Rousey comes out in all black and probably the best outfit I've seen her wear since she's been here uh, in WWE. Uh, she goes into the ring with a black bag. She dumps a ton of money onto the table and says, hey, Here's your little funky fine and uh, a little bit extra because let's be clear, this ain't the first time something like this is going to happen. Pure drama. Pure drama. Uh, and then 
the uh, security staff proceeded to escort her out. And then she sees Shayla Baszler. Shayla Baszler says, what are you doing? You have to play by the rules. You can't just come out here and do what you want to just because you're Ronda Rouse. And Ronda looked at her and said, you used to be a killer. <laughs> Boy. Man. That, listen. I saw that. Uh, that was something else. That was that was really something else. Uh, well, let's let's look at what we have in that. Um, is it there's some Easter eggs there? One, it could be that this could be leading up to the true threat match that I spoke about before with right. Shayna and Liv. And two, we could possibly see a Shayna and Ronda Rousey one on one, or a Shayna and Ronda Rousey come together. Because if you paid attention, they both had the same eye makeup on. The makeup Ooh. on their eyes was identical, like to the T. Um, the main thing I hated about that segment was the end of it. Yeah. Okay. That was not the most blatant. Did you see it, Chef? Did you see it? You saw it. That was not the most blatant. Liv didn't do not a damn thing in that spot, spot I've ever seen. Where Shayna literally put her arm, put Liv's arm around her neck or herself, lifted yeah. her arm, and then turned around and then took that dag on bulldog. You did all the work. Yeah. I mean, that made me mad. That, that, that hurt me a little bit. I was like, Liv, come on. Come on now. Yeah. Um, and I think that kind of alluded to the first question. Uh, should the should the champ should the champion be feared, man? I saw that and it made my ass itch. I'm gonna be honest with you. I, just, <laughs> I was like, why I did that? Why did that happen? Why 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 are you helping her hurt you? I didn't I didn't get that. Um, if Liv cannot pick up Shayna or do something without her assistance, uh, and and trying to look strong, I, I like what they were trying to do with the spot. I didn't like the spot. And, I like and, everything about the contract signing up until then. When I saw that, I was like, hmm. And, and you did it with the wrong arm. You did it with her, her bad arm. Yeah. Um, I was not a fan of that. <laughs> uh, I am interested to see this Shayna as a, a challenger, man. I think she's going to be a real threat. Um, I'm not sure where they're going to go with that or if she's even going to try to take the bet off of Liv. Uh, I don't really see Shayna being that guy. Ronda's going to get involved. That's what's Ronda's going to get involved. Shayna's going to lose it because of Ronda. They're going to have their situation and then that's going to be it. It's going to turn into a triple threat, Matt. I can see, I can see something like that happening too. Uh, the way they're booking Liv is they don't want to have these strong people look make her look weak. Uh, and it's it let me ask you a question, Mr. Mr. Everything. Uh as if you're coming in, right, and you're the, the bigger name, stronger opponent, um, how do you feel uh jobbing to someone of a of a lesser note? Um 
Yeah, how, how, does, how do you feel? Do you feel like that's part of the business or do you feel like as a stronger character, you should be over? Uh, well, let's, let's first eliminate the word jobbing because uh, okay. uh, wrestling as a whole is a job. It's going to work. Um, Very well put, sir. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but going to, like, I, I went down to... Uh, Alabama a couple of weeks and I wrestled a guy he was only been in for two weeks uh two years and you know I, I was a bigger name I was a bigger drawer uh, and I had to let him win you know put him over doesn't bother me because at the end of the day he's gonna be there every month I'm not okay you know what I mean so you gotta look you gotta think about it in the aspect of who's gonna be here on a regular does it make sense for somebody that's going to come in for a, a little bit and move on to something else and get the belt or get the win? Or is it, does it make more sense for somebody that's going to be here on a regular team? Right. Uh, so you got to look at it long-term rather than short-term. I think a lot of wrestling fans look at it short-term like, oh, man, uh, Goldberg is, is a bigger name than Roman Reigns. Okay, but Goldberg ain't going to be here every month. Roman Reigns is. Right. You know what I mean? So you got to think about it in that aspect. So Ronda Rousey, you know, she comes, she's there, she's gone, then she's there, and then she's gone. So, you know, do you want to do another Brock Lesnar situation? Or do you want to have something where you're going to build something? And if, I mean, with wrestling, it's so, so much of a, a broad spectrum to where the fans and sway how how the wrestlers are so you can be a baby face today and be a heel tomorrow it all it takes is just that one thing to make the fans turn on you and then how it and that's pretty much where it, where it goes and that's how we do it in wrestling you get in the ring i could be the biggest baby face and i get in there with billy gunn and the fans start cheering billy gunn well i got to figure something out either we're going to work this in the baby baby and, and make them split which is not hard to do, but it can be hard to do. Or one of us is going to have to turn. Right. Okay. Um, I've always wondered how, how people actually feel about that. You know, um, this is it like you, you at work and you've been you've been working at your job for 10 years. And you know everything about the job. But then they bring this newbie in. Fresh out of high school, don't know nothing, and then they gonna be your boss. Yeah, <laughs> no, let's, let's, get, let's get disheartening. I mean, like when I went to NXT and I wrestled uh, Heavy Machinery, they only they had only been in for like four years. Mm. I had already been in for like eight nine years by then, so you know it was like yeah yeah you know we do it this this way, and I I had to take a step back because I was like you know what. It's better that I listen to them because they know how things run here. They know how the fans engage them. I can't go in there and say, well, I don't think that's, I don't think you should do that. That that doesn't make sense. No, it, this predicament, maybe it does make sense for them. So, you know, it, it's just how, how you just got to be able to, to take your heart off your sleeve and go in there and, just, and do the work and make sure that your zeros are still the same when you look right um it's very interesting uh going into that right uh we saw an exchange 
between uh, Austin Theory, or Theory as they like to call him now, uh, and Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. I think on the, the Raw show, they were almost trying to pitch a, a veterans versus newbie kind of thing. Um, which was interesting to me because, you know, it made me feel like some of the veterans may be wondering what their spot is looking like now under this Triple H regime, knowing that he's bringing up all his NXT talent and then uh, other uh, talent from other interests, you know. Um, and so we saw this exchange between Dolph and uh, in theory, and it was really interesting because now I'm looking at Dolph as like the wildly veteran, the older guy. Uh, he's still the show off. He, he still has a big chip on his shoulder, uh, but he's still one of the best wrestlers uh, on the roster. Uh, I think Dolph don't get enough shine. Uh, when he went down to NXT, he really showed everybody that he was a star. Uh, I like Dolph as a champion in NXT. I think that should have ran a little bit longer because he would have challenged a lot of the newer guys. Um, but I'm interested to see. Uh, this is my question to both of you guys. Uh, with the veterans feeling like their spots may be in jeopardy, especially if they don't have a, a solid footing and they're trying to still figure out who their characters are. Uh, what do you see characters like Adolf Ziggler? What do you see uh, wildly veterans like... Uh, like him, where do you see they, they they fit in today's Raw and today's SmackDown shows? Uh, let me ask that to uh, Chef. Where do I see him? Yeah, do you think Dolph Ziggler has a future? Do you think he can climb back to the top of the mountain? Yeah. Uh, one of the belts, not one of the main belts, like the U.S. You know, you know the U.S. That. Okay. Him holding uh, uh, Intercontinental. He was tag team champion for a little bit with uh, uh, what's my man Bobby, Bobby Roode. Robert Roode is his character. Is I don't know what happened to Bobby Roode. I haven't seen him on TV since you know he helped Delph uh, on NXT. So hopefully he's still uh, with the company. Um, but I'm interested to see because a lot of veterans, like I said, a lot of veterans are probably feeling like their spot's about to be taken uh, by some of these new upstarts, man. Um, what do you, what do you see uh, would be the biggest challenge for uh, a wrestler like Adolph to get back to the top of the mountain? Miss everything? Uh, I think his biggest challenge is going to be having someone that can keep up with some of the younger some of the younger guys being able to keep up with um because as as veterans our mindset immediately are my longevity is is kind of you know it's winding down it's kind of getting to a point where um you know my time is up maybe i can't do this as long as, as i want to um, maybe that time is, is starting to dwindle down. So I need to start bringing up some of these younger guys and showing them, you know, a better way to do it and and creating another Dolph Ziggler, creating another Randy Orton or Drew McIntyre. But who, who who would that be? You know, who would that look like? Right. So if you get in a ring with somebody and you're like, all right, I'm trying to bring you up, brother. I'm trying to put you in this, this spot. 
It's like what like uh Rock did with Cena, what Cena did with Roman Reigns, you know, and what Raymond Roman Reigns is preparing to start doing now. And that's right. what Dolph is pretty much doing now as well. He's trying to to get his hands on somebody that he can say, I leave, I know you're gonna carry it the right way. You're gonna carry it the best way and you're gonna take it to another level like I did when I came in. Right. I came, I did my thing, I took it to another level, and now look where I'm at now. He came in, everybody looked at him as the next strong Michaels. And he lived up to that hype. Yeah. Without having Shawn Michaels having a direct hand on him and on camera or anything like that. He went up there. He lived up to that hype. And you know, he's. Been, I think. I think Dolph's only problem was whenever you're mentioned with someone as a great name like Shawn Michaels, and you have to try to live up to that hype, you will still be sack of bananas to that person. Um, Dolph is still looked at as a as a Shawn Michaels wannabe. Uh, and I hate to, you know, I hate that that comparison is made throughout his whole career, and that that's kind of why he has to chip on his shoulder that he has, um, because I think Dolph says, "Hey, I'm I'm my own superstar," and he's proved that in and out. I think he's one of the one of like I said, one of the best wrestlers, because uh, every time he wrestles, like a wrestler, wrestler, like a, a Chad Gable. You can see his technical abilities coming out. That match between Dolph and Chad? Yeah. Man, hey, listen. Let's talk about it real quick. Um, we, we we love pro wrestling, but I also like love like real like wrestling wrestling. Um a lot of though a lot of that match was wrestling wrestling. Um and you can see uh I think Dolph was uh I, I'm not sure what Dolph stacks are, but I think he he's won uh, championships in wrestling, uh, I believe throughout high, high school and maybe some college. Uh, and he's like, uh, does some some competing. Um, I know Chad uh, Gable uh, participated in the Olympics, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and they put on a clinic. They put on a Dean Malenko, uh, Eddie Guerrero style match. <laughs> you know what I mean? They put on a Chris Benoit, Chris Jericho style match. No, Chris Benoit um, and uh, Kurt Angle. Yeah. Chris Benoit and Kurt Angle. That's a good one. Man, I, I was I was very impressed, and you know I, I love seeing real wrestling in, in inside the, the storyline of pro wrestling. But man, I was watching that like these cats are really going at it. I don't think that they planned this match at all. They didn't talk about it in the back. They were just like, hey, we just don't get out the new thing. <laughs> and they rolled around. Man, it looked good. What what do you think about uh real wrestling uh on on the show? Like real wrestling in matches. Like how do you feel about watching that as a as a pro wrestler? How does that make you how does that make you feel? It makes me feel good. You know, in in a lot, and I say all the time, it just goes back to the grappling, right? Like you have to know how to do those things because it shows it shows how how well you can move in the ring. It shows um, your experience and your abilities, and it shows that you don't have to keep flipping around and jumping off the top rope and doing all these different things. And you can your body lasts a whole lot longer. It lasts a whole lot longer. You don't have to take a bunch of bumps. I've had wrestling matches. But I have not taken out one bump throughout the entire match. 
we didn't do no not one but it's all made sense and it all fit and it all meshed very well so seeing that man i was like yeah and and elevates me sometimes because there's guys out there who can't do that yeah and so like somebody like me that's on the independence i'm like man i want to get in a ring with somebody that can do that but then you get out there and like yo can you do that like oh man you know not very good <laughs> why are you here right I, I can do a 450 yeah that's wonderful wonderful great but here's the thing and i told one of the guys i said find your find a way to do grappling style matches because if you notice when you walk out through that curtain if you're in that ring all you hear is do a flip do a 450 do a dive now the fans expect you to do that every time they see you and if you don't do it they don't want to see you right so you um, got to be able to showcase more than just you know flipping all over the place i'm i'm partial to certain styles right um I love wrestling, like wrestler, wrestling, wrestling wrestlers. Um, I also love a good brawl. You know what I'm saying? Somebody like uh, a Farouk and Bradshaw. Uh, I love, I love brawlers. Um, I also love uh, hot flyers within reason. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't want to see, uh, I don't want to see a bunch of spots. I love spots. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to see a spot this. But I, I love high flyers that make it make sense that can really tell the drama of the match, man. Um, but I think that wrestling should be on the menu for everybody that comes in the WWE. Uh, speaking of, of some wrestlers, man, uh, Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre is uh, planting his sword trying to be the next champion. They have the event clash at the council coming up. Uh, and I believe not too long from now, like a week, two weeks from now. Uh, Drew McIntyre spoke about being a fighting champion uh, and then uh, fighting someone who is a part-time uh, superstar as a Roman Reigns is. He, not part-time, but he has a, a lighter schedule. Every so years, we ha we have this uh, this storyline that comes out where you have the champion who's who's working a part time schedule, and then the, the hardworking upstart not upstart but the hardworking wrestler that's been there day in and day out has a chip on their shoulder and like, hey, how you get to leave and spend time with your family and do all this extra stuff and still be champion and only fight on the main events? We need a fighting champion. <laughs> um. Chef, uh, are you excited? Are you excited to see uh, a Drew McIntyre as a champion in this day and age after a uh, historic uh, reign of, of Roman Reigns? Um, do you think that Drew is ready to take uh, his career to the next level? Oh, yeah. I'm always excited to see Drew McIntyre as a champion. Good champ. Good fight, champ. That, you know, bring a little prestige to the right? Roman was talking smack about Brock, how he never wrestled. Now he's doing the same thing. It's just, yeah, I, I like to see a fighting champ. That fighting champ is the best one to watch. Roman, I love Roman, a little bloodline, but yeah, he's 
not the champion at all to me. Oh, uh, man. Um, I like a fighting champion. Um, if I had to, to remember a good fighting champion, I think AJ Styles was a really good fighting champion. Yeah. Uh, I love watching AJ Styles and some of the storylines that he was having. I think KO was a good fighting champion. Uh, Seth was a good fighting champion when he had when he was babyface Seth. Big E was uh, a good fighting champion. He fought every weekend. Every who weekend. was that? Big E. Big E. Yeah. Uh, you know, it took me a long time to believe in Big E as yeah. a champion. I'm gonna be honest with you. It, you know, I didn't jump on the Big E bandwagon until like, and I always love Big E. Big E is one of my favorite characters on the show. Uh, but it took me a while because I'm like. I, I don't know. It took a period for it was a period of time where I didn't look at Biggie seriously. He was still waving the New Day, you know, banner, and then he was kind of branching off a little bit, and then he was kind of floundering. He didn't figure out where he was, and then he won the title. Uh, no, he didn't. I'm sorry, he didn't win the title. He cashed in uh, money in the bank uh, and got the belt off of Bobby. That was historic. That was pretty big. Uh, I want. I love a fighting champion. I still think that they should split the belts. But if they're gonna have Roman at the helm, uh, he's the money maker for the entire uh, company. Uh, I believe that bringing up the other two titles uh, will fill that space, right? And uh, we had McIntyre versus KO on Monday. Uh, that was a hell of a match. My my one of two match of the weeks. One of two man. Well, you know, you up here eating some, some crazy bread, uh <laughs> got garlic and, and parmesan all along your fingers. So uh while while we're talking about it, sir, let's go ahead and get into it, man. We got to have uh Mr. Everything's match of the week. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so we've had Kind of wrestling happening in this last couple of weeks. We definitely got to throw in um, Dom Ziggler and Chad Gable, as we mentioned earlier. But let's also talk about Kevin Owens and Drew McIntyre, a match that we did not know that we really needed and truly enjoyed. I truly enjoyed that match. That was that was a really good match. Um, and then the other one was Gunther and Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh my God! Really? Well, I'm a knockerella match. Yes, really hard hitting, and, and both of them, both matches were hard hitting, in your yeah. face. Um, look, I'm gonna hit you harder than you hit me, type of style matches, and right. it was amazing. You know, it was amazing to see, and I'm excited to see where everything goes from there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if you, if it was any question of the veterans worried about their spots. Got nothing to question now because those guys would have showed that those are their spots are cemented and they ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Um. Man, both of those, all of those matches were really good. The, the Nakamura versus Gunther match, I knew that was going to be good. I knew for sure that that was going to be. Uh, uh, an amazing match and it was every every little piece about it was amazing uh, I enjoyed the whole entire match I couldn't keep my eyes off of it 
uh, go through when he hits people. It look it hurt it hurts me. First of all, <laughs> let me see. This is the old man that I've seen chop somebody's chest, and I feel it every time. Uh, he has dynamite in his hands, man, and Nakamura was eating those chops, Jack. Um, man, he was eating them chops. Uh, Let's not forget, that's another uh, language barrier. That is another language barrier. Two different, two different yeah. languages. Uh, Shinsuke is, is Japanese, and I believe Gunther is Austrian. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that is that is a language barrier. So that's that's very interesting to see uh, that match. But styles make matches, and I, I like you know uh, strong style versus. Uh, the European, I don't know what you call it, European strong style. What is that called? That that style of wrestling. Yeah. Is that yeah. European strong style? I've never heard it called it. I just kind of I feel like I coined the term. So I'm, I'm saying <laughs> the European strong style style. Um, hard hitting, smash mouth, uh, very technical, great selling. Uh, everything about that match was what you would want to show somebody that's watching wrestling for the first time. Mm-hmm. And he'd be like, okay, um, if you want to see something physical, here it is. Um, I don't need to see somebody busted open bleeding every time for me to get into the match or believe the match. You know what I mean? AEW. I don't need I don't need to see blood in every match, man. I don't you know AEW. Yeah. Hey. <coughs> Sorry. Oh man, it's 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 kind of hard to get into. Like I don't know, I want to see it every once in a while if it's a, if it's a good match. But like, you you need you need to, you need good wrestling, and and I think that's what we're getting now uh, from a lot of products. But from WWE, I can definitely see uh, how the product is changing, how the product has changed. Uh, I can see that the morale of people there having fun. Um, and they feel the competition you know within not only within the industry but within the companies themselves uh they feel the pressure uh they know they gotta step up their game uh they know that things are a lot different now and you also have to have a a clean social media game to build up your following also um i think that's where stars like live has really shined because she organically got the people behind her, but she also used social media to kind of build uh, a lot of that following. And so I think that's something that a lot of wrestlers have to do nowadays that they didn't necessarily have to do back in the day. Um, let me ask you something, Mister Everything. When you when you have a new character, right? Say if you you come out, and you say, uh, you know, go to the, to control your narrative guys and say, hey, I got a new character, right? Um, I'm gonna try it out for the first time. Um, when you, when you, how do you gauge whether that character is doing good or not? Um, well, well, we have a saying: if the crowd isn't on their feet when your music comes on, you're not over. Okay. Um, so that's that's where it starts. With my character now on Control Your Narrative, I'm the father of the narrative. I'm not Mr. Everything on there. 
So it's a it's a different change for me altogether. Okay. And just being able to try to get people to understand the character and the story behind it. The story behind it is, you know, I'm I'm legit a working father trying to make money and trying to, you know, um, provide for his family, for his kids, and things like that. Which every father on this planet can relate to, you know, all the struggles and all the hardships that we go through to right. be able to, you know, sacrifice for our family and sacrificing the time just to have time with our family. That's kind of one of my monikers now. I say I, I sacrifice time with them just so I can have time with them. I'm right. killing myself just to keep them dying. So you just kind of got to get out there and, and fill it out and see how the fans react to it. Um, like I said, if your music hits and they re- and they erupt and they react, then you know you've got it. If not, then you know you still got some work to do. Okay. Um, I always try to. I'm, I'm always interested in see uh, if you start if you're starting brand new and say, "Hey, uh, I'm starting a different character." For instance, the uh, <laughs> Elias uh, Ezekiel. Ill rod thing, just like mankind. Mankind had different aliases. He, I mean, I'm not sorry, McFoley. He had different aliases. He had Mick, mankind, do love, um, Jack. Cactus Jack. Yeah. Um, so it's always interesting to see how how do how does a wrestler get over their their new personas that they they're trying to uh, pursue, and we can see that going on a lot now in some of the characters. Uh, in wrestling, we've seen that change happen in uh, Rhea Ripley. We've seen that change happen in uh, and uh, Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss, a lot. Yeah, she does a lot of character changes. Um, really? Ding dong! Did change her character from when she first came in. She had to. Ki- she killed the floaties. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. She killed the floaties. I was like, why she? Why? Why are you wasting the turrets? Uh. But yeah, she killed the floaties and it was a, a killing off of her character and starting brand new. I know that can be a little uh, interesting. Let me ask you guys a question. Uh, who are your favorite characters who have uh, switched to a completely different character and you like the new character more than the old character? Let me go with you, Chef. <laughs> it might sound crazy. Nikki Cross. You said Nikki Cross? <laughs> yeah. So, are you okay? So, Nikki Cross, she started off as this this crazy, frantic, deranged demon child. <laughs> I don't know what, what else to call it. And then she she changed. She didn't really make a lot of changes to her character because even I think the first change was when she went babyface, and then she was like high energy, really energetic, smiling and happy. I never liked that Nikki. And then she went over to the Nikki ASH, uh, Nikki Ash character that she has with the superhero get up. And then she turned to a bad guy, but she was still doing the superhero gimmick. And I didn't understand that. That made no sense to me. So it's kind of like you really didn't adapt your character at all. You know, it's, you know, you got to make some changes. You can't say, hey, I'm a bad guy this week and still have on the same damn ring gear. Somebody, you almost a superhero. When you gonna be a superhero? You almost a superhero? <laughs> you ain't saved say nobody yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, she got to save somebody, man. Um, well, look, let's let's uh let's 
talk real quick storylines. Um, and I've, I've mentioned uh, a couple of storylines, but there's not really a lot of storylines that I can get behind right now. There's really not much going on as far as storylines is concerned. Uh, that really has my full interest. Well, you know why? Except, except the NXT storyline that has um, Santos Escobar yeah. and Legado del Fantasma, his his group, his faction, versus Tony D'Angelo and the family. Listen. I will go on record and say this is one of the best storylines that I've seen coming out of NXT. Um, I will also say that this is the best storyline on WWE right now. I don't I don't know of any storyline that has a story to it. This has backstory. This feels like a mob story. It feels like the Mexican mob and the Italian mob are at war. And I'm looking at the vignettes and the build-up, the four-month build-up. Man, this feels like a movie. They done killed some people. Some people are, are missing. People got hit by cops. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> um, it's, it's like boss versus boss. You know, cafe versus the dog. Um, are you guys familiar with the storyline, man? Because, like I said, this is like one of my favorite storylines going on right now. I know you guys really don't watch uh, NXT uh, all that often, but for me, like I said, when it comes to this storyline, I want you to go back and watch it. I want you to go back and watch it. If you haven't watched it, just go back and watch. It. You know, you can YouTube it. The Delgado versus Tony D'Angelo and the Family Feud. Uh, you will love it. Uh, it, it feels like some old school mob stuff. And like I said, this is the best storyline that's on uh, NXT running right now, man. Um, on the roster. What storylines are you guys interested in right now? Uh, on the product. Let me go with you, uh, Mr. Everything. Do you have any storylines that you're favoring right now? Like you said, the rest are really. Um, and mainly because they have the draft coming up. Um, I don't know what that noise is. Y'all hear that noise? Yeah, that's weird. Okay, it's the fans, it's the fans, cheering for They listen, they tapping in to the phones. Is that you, Chef? Okay, stop. All right, that was weird. All right, <laughs> look, haters always try to hate. They're trying to bring you down. Just look at that. <laughs> you can't bring down the best damn podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's no real storylines happening right now because I think the draft is going to come up. So it's kind of hard to start getting people engaged in something, but you're going to kill it right off. Yeah. Uh, Chef, do you see any storylines right now on the product that you're that you're excited about? Yeah, twenty DM. Tony, hey, listen, yes. listen, if you haven't watched the Tony D'Angelo storyline with Santos Escobar and Legado de Fantasma, this is, I don't, I don't, I don't care if you don't watch wrestling, watch that storyline and you will see what I'm talking about. It's like the good fellas, 
uh, is any mafia movie that you've seen. The storyline is so is so good and it's so in like I forget I'm watching wrestling sometimes. <laughs> it was like <laughs> that's how good it was. And when I watched the part where he met at that little park by they still, I'm like, what the fuck is a movie? It's a nice little movie. <laughs> like somebody had to get shot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you felt like some snipers was in the bushes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I felt like somebody was gonna get got. So you gotta go back and watch it, man. If you haven't watched it, uh the storyline, it's on NXT. Uh you can YouTube it whenever you get a chance. It's the Legato Dan Fantasma uh versus the Tony D'Angelo and the family. Um I would love to see uh, well they just had the battle. Uh I hate I don't wanna spoil nothing, but uh I would love to see Santos and Legato Dan Fantasma come up to main roster together. I don't want to see them split up. I think they're trying to split them up. Uh, but I, I it, you know, it's kind of like the Scarlet Bordeaux and uh, Carrion Cross thing. You got their package. You got to bring them up together in order for it to make sense. You know what I mean? Um, but anyway, I like that storyline. I, I want them to have a little bit more. Uh, storylines coming coming forward on the main product. Uh, NXT is trying to do some storyline stuff, but they're developing. But I would love to see more storyline on, on on the main products. Y'all feel y'all feel what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like I, I want to be involved. I want to be engaged in something. I want to believe in it. I want to forget what I'm watching. You know, and uh, I haven't seen a good storyline like that since the Seth versus. Cody storyline that's going that's been going on. So uh give us more stories. You know what I'm saying? We love storytellers. You know what I'm saying? That's all we want. Just a little, just a little story. Uh let's read some of the comments that we have. Um let's see. All right, so we got comments says Roman's name is as respected as Beyonce's name. I don't know about that. <laughs> you mentioned Beyonce name. The beehive is coming after you, Jack. Uh, <laughs> you gonna get it. Somebody gonna be mad. Uh, black Twitter is gonna black and gay Twitter are all gonna explode at the same time, and you gonna get attacked by everybody. Listen, they they don't play about no Beyonce. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when, it, when it comes to Roman Reigns, you can mention Roman, Roman Reigns' name uh, and not get upset. But yeah, when it comes to Yonce, you can't do that. Uh, champions should be feared and also respected in order to uh, fully succeed. Um, I agree with that. I agree yeah. with that comment. Um, yeah, you have to have a level, level of fear. And you have to have a level of uh, respect when you're a champion. I don't want to see no champion that everybody feel like they can beat. You know what I'm saying? Morgan. If I feel like I can beat you, like, why are you a champion? I can beat you up. <laughs> beat you up right after work. <laughs> yeah. Man. Um, so I have a comment that says some wrestlers can't afford to fail uh, more than once. Yeah. They can't have failed. Yeah. You know, if, if, if you got to seek your opportunity when you got it, Jack. Um, and if you didn't know, now you know. <laughs> uh, well, Chef, 
Oh man. Uh I gotta ask this question every week. Uh, you know, cause you always in the kitchen doing a little something something special. So I just gotta ask the question, what's on your plate, man? This is uh Chef Showtimes. Best damn recipe. Oh man. Uh, man, what you make for us? What you make, Chef? This week I won't be supposed to be in the kids' house. Okay. You're going in and out on me. I can I can barely hear you. Oh my bad, my bad. Can you hear me now? I've been I didn't know it was even good this week. I was supposed to help my son with his football. I was playing football now, so I've been helping him with that. But I got a recipe I'm gonna put in put in the chat and see if you can put it up, post it up. It's some air fried pork chops. They're awesome. The recipe, I'll keep the directions and all that. Oh man, air fried pork chops, man. You know what? I ain't had no good pork <laughs> chops in a long time. I had, I said, you know what? I'm gonna stop eating uh, pork, and then every time I smell bacon, I just get sucked in. It just, <laughs> I gotta follow the aroma and get some bacon. But I haven't had no good pork chops in a while, probably in a couple of years, man. Uh, but for all of you people who love a good juicy succulent pork chop, uh, you can go to the best damn uh, wrestling podcast page, and we're gonna post that recipe up there for you, just in case you want to make some. You know what I'm saying? And if you don't like pork chops, you can use a different type of meat. You know what I mean? Uh, it, it, you know, it, it ain't gonna be the same cooking process, but you know, what else? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thank you, Chef. Uh, you uh you sent me that information. I'm gonna post it up on the page so y'all can see them juicy succulent pork chops. You know what I'm saying? Get some little sides to it and all that, all that jazz. Um, hey, but look, it's been a great show. Uh, we we bounced around a lot. It was a lot to cover, uh, and you know, we're gonna bring you some more fire coming next week. Beautiful people. Uh, when you see us in the streets, holler at a pimp. You know what I'm saying? Hello. Like, comment, subscribe, all that jazz. Uh, Chef, what you got coming up? You got anything uh, coming up? Any projects? Anything that you're working on, sir? Uh, not, not right now. I'm about to sit in here and think if I'm going to open back up my catering. Open back up what? Open, open back up my catering. Catering, okay. Everybody keep telling me to do it, but... Well, if everybody keep telling you to do it, then what you waiting on? It ain't nothing. <laughs> you know, we need we need Chef Showtime, man. You got this platform to be able to show that delicious food. Hey, look, man, we waiting for it. We ready for it. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing to it but to do it, Chef. You dig what I'm you dig what I'm putting down? I can dig it. <laughs> uh, uh, but also, man, yeah. If you guys want to follow uh, Chef, like I said, uh, you can go to the uh, to the best damn wrestling podcast page on facebook uh you can fo also follow us on uh youtube uh tiktok uh we're also on uh, uh what, what, twitter and twitch you know what i'm saying twitch so <laughs> we're, we're, uh we are now on all the platforms uh we have the website coming up work merchandise uh, you can get some best damn merchandise, best damn shirt, best damn hat, best damn everything. Um, support your boys. You know what I'm saying? I believe um, we are uh, one of the hottest podcasts that's growing right now. 
uh, young black men uh, talk about uh, something other uh, than drugs and and, and uh, ill will towards other people. You know what I mean? Uh, we spread love and happiness. Uh, women, I'm going to give you a little secret. You want your man to stay home on Friday nights? Mm-hmm. Watch Smackdown with him. Huh? <laughs> Watch a little wrestling with him. He, gonna, he ain't going away. He's going to stay there. He going to stay there. He going to stay home. You want you want to you want to keep your man home? Get him into wrestling. Wrestling. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh man. Uh this has been a great show, Chef. Uh thank you, my friend, uh, for always showing up and doing your thing. Uh I'm gonna take a look at them pork chops again. And I'm gonna think twice about life and see if I wanna change my my diet to including uh, a juicy pork chop on that thing. Uh I'm trying to get you to do some cooking demonstrations for me, man. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta. They asking for it. The people are clamoring for chef. They want to see chef cook something, man. So uh, one of these, one of these shows, we're gonna have a, a little episode cooking with chef. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, have, have chef uh, cooking, cooking for the people. You know what I'm saying? I know at every event that I watch, every show that I watch, I always make some food always got some good food you know we treat the uh the major events uh for wwe like we do fight parties you know what i'm saying like like you do the super bowl we have a whole spread you know what i'm saying so um if you want to follow your boy what i'm doing uh my name is brian renegade uh you can follow me on uh instagram at brian renegade uh on facebook at brian renegade uh uh, what is Snapchat? That Brian Renegade. Uh, what 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 else I got? I, I ain't got a. I got a. I got a switch too. Uh, Brian Renegade Seth. You want to find that? Uh, uh, what 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 else I got? Uh, oh, we got my channel, uh, Renegade Rio, uh, on uh, YouTube. Um, and if you want to follow me and my old ladies doing, you can follow us uh, at Re- Renegade and Rio Show on Facebook. Um, and I also I have a nonprofit organization. Uh, you can go support people. Uh, and families that have uh, children with autism. Uh, it's called Blue Hearts for Autism. You go to blueheartsforautism.com, uh, see what we got going on. You can participate, uh, buy some coffee, subscribe, uh, and just support your people that's supporting people. You dig what I'm saying? Um, look, Best Damn Nation, we love you. We're here for you. Uh, we are fans of you. So uh, continue to support us. Like, comment, share, share this to other people. If they like wrestling, if they used to watch wrestling when they was little, everybody gonna tell you, I used to watch wrestling when I was little. Well, what? bring out the inner child then. Hmm. Watch wrestling with your boys. If not, you can just tune in every Wednesday and hear us talking about wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Uh we love y'all. Best damn nation. Uh, if you have any questions, if you have any comments, if you have any hot topics that you want your boys to talk about. Holla at one of us. Holla at me. Uh, or go to the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast page uh, to go ahead and put your little topic down, your little two cents, and I will read it live on air. Uh, we're growing this thing. Uh, Chef Showtime. It's always an honor and a pleasure, my friend. Uh, you are a gentleman and a scholar. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Best Damn Nation. This is the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. Yeah.